0: in the bottom my coffee cup but it seems
1: it has been far far too long since we've been back here on WSHC Shepherdstown the voice of Shepherd University you know what time it is it's highly disputed hey, What's up I'm still uh, I'm still entangling my headphones
0: just walked in the room yeah oh
1: you know we're here Dylan Bishop. That That's also Ryan Stickle. Yeah, hey.
0: I'm Ryan Stickle. Happy to happy to be here. And we missed a lot. And also, a lot has happened today. Yes. So we
1: we'll have to clear this out. We Maybe you know cl- do today's stuff and then do the old stuff? Listen, I think we need to lead with what happened this past weekend. You know, the champions gathered, and we really found out when all the best were in the same place. Who reigned supreme on top? Finally, finally found out who was the MVP of the NFL. And it's unanimous for the second time ever. Ever! Unanimous MVP, Lamar Jackson. That's how I'm going to refer to him. As long as I can, this next upcoming season, he will be reigning unanimous MVP Lamar Jackson. All upcoming seasons after the word, he will be former unanimous MVP Lamar Jackson. <laughs> also, I guess the Super Bowl happened.
0: There was a, yeah, they played football on Sunday.
1: Yeah, but like, I mean, M- MVP is a lot more important than that. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty good game. That was a good game. For a while, you know, it kind of it was kind of a slow struggle there for about three quarters. I'd
0: say the middle of the game, it kind of eh, petered out a little bit. Yeah. Because it, it was, I mean, it was 2010 for a minute there. It really was. It I thought like it was looked over. Looked, I thought it might finish 2010, maybe 2017, garbage time touchdown. Yeah,
1: for the majority of the game, the 49ers really looked like they had it in the bag
0: like well, they the, were, the, they just they had they were controlling tempo and it was really once the chiefs went up tempo on offense things started to change a little bit
1: yeah it was, was and they
0: only went there because they had to it wasn't like a halftime adjustment they just were like we don't have time left to score we need to be yeah. up here and that kind of negates the pass rush to an extent they still got decent pressure on there the was a moment
1: sport. with about i want to say t- 9 or 10 minutes left in the game where chiefs are driving down and Tyreek Hill uh, drops a pass from Mahomes. It's tipped up in the air and intercepted. Yes. And I thought that was game. Chiefs are yes. down by two scores. The 49ers have this you know, already run-heavy attack that's
0: basically been working all game. And the Chiefs has, have not shown that they can score quickly against this defense. No. Their deep I just ball figured, is not
1: there all night. I figured they were going to run the clock out, really. But Chiefs get the ball back. On about, what, second and 15, there's this pass Mahomes makes to Tyreek Hill about about, yeah. about midfield where he dives, tries to catch it. They call it a catch, but they overturn it because the ball hit the ground. Yeah. And I thought, oh, man, that was their chance. But then on third and 15 or whatever it was, Mahomes chucks the ball down the field, and Tyreek Hill is just
0: there. Just standing Just kind of open. And really – I mean, Mahomes can throw it as far as anyone. But uh, yeah, if the, if it's a little more in front of him, or if he finds him earlier, it's easily a a walk in touchdown because there was barely anyone in frame. Yeah, so they go and they get that get a touchdown on that drive, get another stop on the Forty ers Yes, What who tried to throw it? Yeah, like period. They tried to throw it in the fourth quarter. It was the, that was their mistake. Jimmy G was three of eleven. For 36 yards and an interception in the fourth quarter, which is not good. It's about what I expected. He threw it more in the fourth quarter than he did in the NFC Championship game. He shouldn't have thrown it at all, really. I've, if they ran, if Watching they went the out, game. If they went out and ran it three times up the middle for like three yards, I'd say you know what? You ran some clock. Go ahead, but it just wasn't there. They had Kittle open over the middle like maybe twice, and that just. That's all they had. They'd they, he'd throw outside the numbers, throw it out of bounds. It wouldn't even be close. Watching the game, it never really came across
1: as like Kyle Shanahan passing the ball too much. It seemed like a good mix. It's it just did, that it was still Jimmy Garoppolo throwing but the ball.
0: A good mix didn't get them there. What got yeah, them there was running it. and didn't. They didn't, absurd they didn't really
1: want to get you know become one dimensional. Because the Chiefs are just going to go all out on the run, oh, and stopping yeah. the run, which. I mean, the 49ers have gone all out in the run before, and rather, it, it hasn't. It, it works sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I'd I'd rather get stopped on the run than get stopped in the passing game. You run, you run clock. I mean, maybe they do score, but at least you put a little more pressure on their offense. Mm-hmm. Like you're running off two more minutes as opposed to you know, forty five seconds or whatever they were running off there.
1: Yeah. So the Chiefs end up rattling off twenty one straight points, twenty one unanswered. And win the game 31-20 with that you know last garbage time touchdown, which
0: l- won or lost people a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. It, it You know, if I did bet on these games, I would have won money there. But I don't bet on the games. No. And that's not a joke. I actually do not bet on games. That would become a dangerous addiction. We do
1: live in a state where it's legal. It's but, legal. You know. you know, there's
0: nothing wrong with it. But, you but know.
1: still, you know. I'll play it safe. I'm not going to set any bad examples here. I'll save my money. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes was named MVP his first – he's, what, 24 years old. Yes. Super Bowl MVP,
0: NFL MVP, Mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion. Yes. So – And now now he can just kind of, like, play his career. Yeah. There's no weird pressures on him to do whatever. It's kind of like Russell Wilson where he got his first ring early. Yeah. Nearly had a second one should have had a second one. Should have should have had a second one. Very, definitely should have had a second one. And they I will say in that game people forget they blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It I mean it came down to that that pl- Malcolm Butler play, but they blew a 10-point lead before that, so definitely should have had a second ring.
1: So Mahomes ended up with 286 yards and two touchdowns, two picks, only one that was actually a bad pass. Kind of really for
0: Mahomes a bad game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> normally like, you know you really like three hundred the first three, at least three quarters. touchdowns. The first three quarters, they basically they like didn't have anything. Didn't Mahomes didn't really do anything.
0: And it was it was pretty. It was accentuated by the fact that the new um, graphics that Fox uses for NFL games they keep the quarterback stats up. They were the whole they were time. doing that. So I'm just sitting there like, man, he does not have the numbers tonight.
1: Nope. So in the good on you know. Good try, San Francisco. You yeah. had it there for a, you you blew it. The Chiefs were down 20 to 10 with just over 6 minutes left. They scored that touchdown to go to make it a three-point game with 6:13 left.
0: Yeah. yeah you, someone blew has a, uh, you blew it a you blew it. I saw a funny screenshot. It's kind of like what people do with the Falcons where it's um it's Mahomes He's probably like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, third and 15 with when they are down uh 10 points with like 7 minutes left and he's about to heave the ball and that's the screenshot where it's like at this point you have him under pressure. I mean the pressure is coming right up the middle. He's just chucking it on third and 15. But, you know, and that's that's pretty much where it all changed.
1: So, there's a lot of, you know, people like to talk about championship windows and I feel like the general consensus has them being longer than they really are your championship window in the nfl is not that long no like we saw the seahawks make it to two super bowls in a, was it in a row
0: or two in 3 years they went in it was uh it was two in a row i believe cuz it was 20 yeah okay. 2013 right it sounds it sounds ravens right. the let's see 2011 ravens 2011 was the giants 12 ravens 13 was that Seahawks against the the Broncos, believe so. Fourteen Seahawks, Patriots. Fifteen was Super Bowl Fifty. Yeah, with the uh, Panthers and Broncos. Panthers here. and Broncos. Yeah, okay. They went to two in a row, and yeah, and they didn't get. They haven't made. They haven't made it back. They haven't made it back since. They've been good since. Like there was
1: this talk. Oh man, this dynasty with this great defense and this this quarterback that's still on a rookie contract, and you made it to two. Cha- you made it to two Super Bowls. That's it. And yeah. you won one. You got one ring out of it. This dynasty, the Legion of Boom, this great defense, it's gone with one ring. Richard Sherman's gone. Cam Chancellor's retired. Earl Thomas is gone. You know, Bobby Wagner's still there. K.J. Wright's still there. That's about it. Yeah. Cliff Averill's gone. Michael Bennett's gone. Oh, you've still got Russell Wilson. That's man, it. you Bruce got Russell Wilson. Ur- and Bruce Irvin's gone, too, man. <laughs> Bruce Irvin. Big piece. Yeah. All you have left from that, from that is really... Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. Technically, you still have Marshawn Lynch, but you, uh, barely. Technically, who knows
0: if he's sticking around? And, he's got to be gone. Like, there's no way. Right. I can't believe he came back. Came back in the first no. place. Like the, just you hear about guys coming off the street. Yeah. He was just hanging out places. There's no way he was in proper football shape. Like I that's don't why know how that
1: worked. That's why coming into this year with the Chiefs, I thought. You know, I saw the offseason they had. They signed Tyron Matthews to this long uh, three or four-year contract. They traded a first-round pick t- to give Frank Clark a 100 million dollar contract. The doing that combination just kind of cuts your window down mm-hmm. significantly.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to go all in on one maybe two years and then yeah. that's it.
1: I watched that all season that the Chiefs had, and I saw, you know, right after them losing the AFC title game, to the Patriots and not looking particularly like like it was a close game but in the end it was still like the Patriots just turned on, turned up their Patriot, you know, meter to 10. <laughs> it's like, "Ah, yeah. Well, duh, of course the Patriots won. They're the Patriots." Yeah. And I watched that and I saw it. I said, "Man, their championship window is already close to closed." Mhm. And I think it's a good thing they got that ring because you're going to see they want to keep Sammy Watkins. I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah, because they've already they've already uh, paid Tyreek. I Believe they've paid Travis Kelsey. I don't think they've I don't think they've paid Chris Jones yet, but they're about to have to pay Chris Jones. I don't think
0: they are. I think he's gone. He might I'm pretty be. Pretty sure he tweeted today that he's gone. <laughs> I think he said thank you, Chiefs Nation. That's pretty much like yeah. He might be. See ya. I think he's – yeah, I think Chris – yeah, I think he's – That's there. the
1: kind of thing I'm talking about. You get – you've tra- – not only did you give Frank Clark that $100 million, you traded a first-round pick in order to do it. Yeah. So that's another, that's another asset that you c- won't have to be able to replace a guy like Chris Jones. And then they're going to have to pay, I believe, Eric Fisher coming up here uh, in a minute. And – they're going to end up losing some of these guys, or they're not going to be able to get any more guys. Yeah, and you're going to ha- what happens is your team kind of stagn kind of flattens out, reaches their peak, and then all these other teams are get you know are on the upswing, and eventually, just by the nature of football, if your team if you have like basically the same team, those players get older mm-hmm. and they get worse, and That's when your championship window kind of – like, obviously, it can still, like, make the playoffs all the time. Yeah. Obviously, like, the Seahawks haven't missed the playoffs very often since – even in a tough division. They haven't been missing the playoffs too much with with Russell Wilson. No. Since their Super Bowls. But you have teams like the Ravens, teams like uh, the Texans, and, you know – you could even th- if you want to throw the browns in there they have that potential to you know oh, the potential. if you don't if you don't account <laughs> in the the brownsness of it all yeah these teams like that like you know you can call this bias if you want but i don't think it is the ravens are still in the upswing yeah their championship window is far far more you know lo- open and wide than the chiefs are when the ravens lost to the Titans in the playoffs. I was like, "No, that's fine. They have a good bit of caps. They're actually like on, you know, kind of a to use the word again, upswing when it comes to cap room because they just got off this Joe Flacco contract." Yeah. That helps. <clears throat> it really does. They're going to have Lamar on this rookie contract for another 3 years before they have to pay him they're gonna keep doing this thing they do on defense where they kinda of let the guy the big free agent guys who don't necessarily need these big contract that they don't need mm-hmm. these Zedarius Smith types, which Zedarius Smith was really good, but you know, they don't they did just fine without him. This met like the Matthew Judon. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't pay Matthew Judon this offseason. They maybe they replace, but maybe they, you know, they go and they sign Yannick Ngakwe instead. That kind of thing. They take like, you know, try to get out whatever comp picks they they can, which they do very often. Yeah. And, you know, Marlon Humphreys still very young. They paid Marcus Peters, so they kept him, but they've still they're gonna go into the offseason with like thirty million in cap space, maybe like twenty five. And they still got you know, they don't really have a whole lot of guys they need to keep. Like Ronnie Stanley, I think, is gonna be next off season to pay. But then other than that, it's like they might let Michael Pierce go whenever he, when, I think he might be a free agent this year. They might let him go because he came in the off season. He came into the season at like three hundred and seventy pounds or something. Oh man. <clears throat> this is the kind of thing, like they have the cap space to get better on offense. Get get Lamar like Someone like Amari Cooper, if he hits the uh, hits the open market, yeah, they still have all of their draft picks to draft a gu- another guy
0: to complement Hollywood Brown. Yeah, we'll say the Ravens have drafted at least the past couple of years pretty well. There was a there they was always a little, draft well on defense. There was a stretch there where it was eh. yeah yeah defense they draft well and it's like they can't draft a wide. Receiver. Then they go when they draft Presha Perriman. Yeah, they can't draft a wide receiver to save their life. They never they never have been able. to. And then to. all their tight ends always come in with like all this potential. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, they're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. When it like the Chiefs, they've already committed a lot of money to a lot of guys, and they've traded assets. Yeah, they've come. They they went all in, and they got a ring out of it. But as like I was talking about with the Seahawks, the Seahawks had a historically good defense, and a quarterback who, who we've seen is basically a perennial MVP candidate. Yeah, and they got one ring. And it was, like, just this season, really, when we started thinking about the Seahawks as a contender again. And that's, like... And
0: even then, it was I was like six, I It was, like, six years later. Even then, I was, like, yeah, they might be, like, that's the not,
1: third yeah. or fourth best team in this, the and that's NFC. Like, yeah. And that's, like, another thing. It's, like, it's not like the Chiefs can never... It's not like the Chiefs can't win the Super Bowl next year. And right. It's not like the Chiefs can never win a Super Bowl ever again. I think it's just... You've got another year or two, maybe... Where you're going to be in the running, Mm -hmm. but then the cap space is going to catch up to you.
0: I feel like they're going to become like the Packers in a couple years, where it's just like you have this really great because they're going to pay Mahomes Mm -hmm. uh, like all the money he wants. He'll be the all of it. He'll be the highest paid player in the league, highest paid player ever. And uh, yeah, (laughs)
1: until Lamar is a free agent the next year. Yeah, and And uh, then it's just as as always. Then the highest contract, highest paid contract, is the newest one,
0: the the most recent quarterback contract. Yeah, and he's gonna. Carry that team to a certain point. If Andy Reid's still around, which I imagine he will be, uh, the coaching will help a little bit. Because the Packers, it was just Aaron Rodgers for a while. They didn't have much coaching or anything. Uh, <laughs> some Randall Cobb here and there, but nothing, nothing doing. Especially on defense, there just was it's just such a lackluster roster. And I feel like the Chiefs could end up kind of going that route uh, with Mahomes when they pay him, because it's just how are you going to afford. To get anything else right. around him, unless they draft really well, which is a possibility, but even then, you can only do so much.
1: That's an interesting wrinkle to throw into it. If Andy Reid retires, yeah, because that might happen soon. He was already the uh, uh, yeah. the you know all time leader in wins by a coach without a Super Bowl win. Now he's got a Super Bowl win. So I'm not expecting him to step down like tomorrow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but oh no, he'll stick around a
1: couple more seasons, maybe a couple more seasons. I, mean, I wouldn't be
0: surprised if. Yeah, how old is Andy Reid? He's he's getting up there. Yeah, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if it's only a couple more seasons. And then what's going to happen to the Chiefs after that? Yeah, he's sixty-one years old. That's
0: pretty old. So he's not Pete Carroll, but no.
1: Um, that always surprises. Pete Carroll doesn't look like the oldest coach in the in the league. No, no. Like Bill Belichick just definitely looks older than him.
0: Man, there I, there, there could be a scenario where like Bill Belichick and Andy Reid retire after the same year.
1: Yeah. I think the, that would, be like, that would Tom, open up everything. Tom Brady's going to be a free agent this, this offseason. I still expect
0: him to go back to the Patriots. I do, too. Because who's going to, like... I don't know who's going to want to actually pay Tom Brady. If teams really look at Tom Brady right now... Oh, so like Teams teams want to pay Tom Brady. They want to pay him, but, like... You're, you're, Should they want to? You're over, you're, whoever signs him is going to overpay. Unless he takes yes. like, like a big pay cut with the Patriots. If he goes somewhere else, he's not taking a pay cut. Giselle's not going to want to move. Giselle won't won't want him. Especially move. not
1: to like like there was reports of like the buccaneers want him.
0: Yeah. They're not moving to
1: Tampa. Man. He's was, Tom
0: Brady. Yeah. Maybe San Diego. They're moving on from Philip Rivers, maybe they'll have Tom yeah, Brady uh, for a LA. year. LA. That's I think that's where people uh, yeah, have I guess been talking even, about. Are not even San Diego anymore, are they? Th- they'll always be San they're Diego. They're still San Diego. <laughs> but Philip yeah. Rivers still lives in San, San Diego, which yeah. I guess they'll just stay there. I guess so. he might he'll probably retire too. Honestly, yeah. Him and Eli same year. Wouldn't that be something? Man, see, we can get Big Ben out of here too. Big Ben, he'll man, he's gonna come back next year. Get the, tr- bionic, the trifecta for that his, draft class. His bionic elbow. He'll probably <laughs> weigh ten pounds more, and his elbow will be like so two ninety five strength. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he should go. He should hit three hundred and see see what happens. Go fool Jamarcus not, Russell. He's not gonna get tackled, man. You're just gonna fly off him. Not tackling a lineman back there. We'll see what happens. Man, he'll come back, and his arm strength is going to be, like, insane, but his accuracy will probably just be, like, nothing. Oh, yeah. It'll be one of those things where, like, you come back, and you're, like, after that surgery, assuming he makes a full recovery, which man probably will. NFL player, they got the best people in the world. working. Yeah, medicine. With. Medicine's good now. Medicine's good. So he'll come back. His arm will be incredible, which that's yeah. all he'll want to do anyway is just chuck it deep because, you know, that's what he does. Yeah. We'll see what they have around him. This year, I imagine they'll use a first-round pick on like a skill position, which they haven't done for—I don't even—I can't even remember the last time. Was Rashard Mendenhall a first-round pick? Uh <laughs> it's certainly possible. <laughs> um, man, I really couldn't tell you. They really—they been...
1: really just don't pick first-round receivers, but they just—they ended up with all
0: these really good ones. Well, the past yeah. Juju's, Juju was a second-round pick, I believe. Juju, yeah, second or third. Um, they've done, they've done, they've gone defense in the first round, like every year of the past several years. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think we can circle back around to some of the other things we've missed since we've been gone. I think that'd be a good thing to do right now. Okay. So first of all, LSU capped off their perf- a perfect season by beating uh, Clemson. In, in the national championship game. Joe Burrow is just going to go number one in the draft to the Bengals. That's pretty much set in stone. One of the best national, one of the best uh, just college football teams ever. Really? Yeah. One of the best seasons a team's ever had. People are like having the debates about, you know, would they beat such and such team? Like the O one one Miami team, mm-hmm. which yeah, they would because that team's quarterback was ken dorsey <laughs>
0: you know man that feels like ancient history not ken dorsey but the college this college football season that just yeah
1: happened. just the season in general yeah that was like just, november man. which is like
0: an eternity ago right right the season so even the i mean even the championship game that's just whew, yeah flew past it's like how
1: yeah that was what four three four weeks ago
0: yeah time is a weird concept
1: yeah, this just happened a couple of days ago. Mark D'Antonio stepping down to stay on college football very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Luke Fickle, Cincinnati's coach, okay. taking over, which is that's kind of been the thing for a while. It's like Luke Fickle has been doing a really good job at Cincinnati, but he's been staying at Cincinnati.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like,
1: oh, why is he doing that? He was into running for the West Virginia job. He's probably been offered, you know, a bunch of other positions. And it's like, well, he's kind of wants to stay in that Midwest area. Yeah. Or, you know, Whatever you want to call that area of like Michigan, Ohio, etc.
0: Michigan State's been ready for a new coach anyway, so they yeah. that that man that program has just like stagnated. It's just yeah. nothing going since whenever they were in the Sugar Bowl like yeah. three or four years ago. Since then they've they, been bad. They've been yeah they've been like like they need this. They've finished, like, they finished they they're like five hundred every year. The, they're like this, they're like three the word, games under in the Big Ten. The word is that Michigan State kind of like
1: like went to Dark Mark Dantonio and was like hey. You want to retire, right? You Want to retire? You want to spend more he time was with like, your family, right? He was good? like, he was like, well, I mean, that'd be nice, but I'm no, I'm, I'm ready to still coach. No, again. you're gonna, re- you're it's gonna, like, retire. no, <laughs> yeah, no, you're gonna, you're gonna go, you're gonna go. So yeah, the thing with Luke Fickle has just kind of been like, yeah, he kind of wants to stay in this area, and he, if it's gonna be a better job, only jobs he's probably gonna take are Ohio State, uh, Notre, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. And hey, look at that! Michigan State's opening, <laughs> and Luke Fickle's the uh, the <laughs> leading candidate. He's off, and he'll probably be on, on there. Uh, I mentioned it. The Titans just kind of went sicko mode in the <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and they knocked out the Patriots and the Ravens, which man, that was a sad day for me when that <laughs> happened. I was ready to I was ready to go go off one of, go <laughs> find the nearest bridge.
0: And just just run straight, (laughs) man. What was I doing that night? Had a margarita. That's what I did. Good, good for you. And then I went to. Sounds like a much
1: better time. (laughs) That's
0: all I did. Watched a little football. Yeah, pretty chill night.
1: Yeah, good. You know, Derrick Henry. I think is a. We know Ryan Tannehill is a free agent this off season. Yeah, Derrick Henry's ready to get paid too.
0: Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them the man, the titans yeah. they could really just fall off right after that yeah. they could be nothing or they could come back man they bring bring everybody back draft get a good first round draft pick
1: yeah uh Wouldn't another that be something another small little thing that kind of happened while uh while we were gone uh the entire sport of baseball was thrown in the shambles <laughs> 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 baseball so not hey, not we're gonna a, talk about baseball. You know, for, baseball talk on here, man. No, this is really this is gonna be the first time we're actually gonna c- talk about baseball. So for good reason. The, <laughs> I think so. I think it was the Red Sox were also involved with this, but the main culprits for the were the Astros. The Astros, man, what a joke! Through the last two seasons, I believe, just sort of cheating as much as possible, stealing signs in any way that they could. Man, it's like every day taping, I saw a new uh, like
0: <laughs> new method of cheating. Taping buzzers to the, <laughs> Jose Altuve. Yeah. To tell him when a fastball is coming. Man, the trash can thing is hilarious too. Just yeah, just like also, banging a trash can in <laughs> It's in also the funny because it, it is so obvious. Play like I've seen interviews with players from like opposing teams and like it was so obvious to them they were cheating. They had, like yeah. I saw a really good video of a breakdown of um an at bat where a guy was uh, pitching, and they actually there was an interview with him, and they went back and found the at bat he was talking about where he's he throws a few pitches and the um, the stadium's like dead quiet it's like the middle of the season and there's hardly anybody there and he he goes up to the catcher and he like definitely is telling him like they got the signs like they he hears the trash can. Cause it's, I mean, it's, you have to hear it at home plate. Yeah. The, the, it's the not catcher, that far away. The catcher and pitcher is going to hear it. And he could, he's like, they definitely got our signs. So they said, let's just change them real quick. And he throws them a pitch and he grounds out to like shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, like the trash of all, like the buzzer I get, you know, it's hidden. It's a little more elaborate, but it's hidden. Yeah. And also like the speed in which they did it. Like there's no denying they used extra cameras. To do yeah. what they did because like, they were these the like, guy would he would he would lay down the signs and it's instant it's yeah. like sign boom
1: like the apparently like an MLB had like added these like can, uh, TVs to the uh, clubhouses where guys could like go down and like see like their at bats or to like check to see what their swing was like or something like this to where yeah. every team now had the ability to like watch back what was happening and
0: obviously. Some teams used it to cheat. And, well, the thing is, they watched it back, but the Astros had installed a camera specifically for the signs. Like, they were zeroed in on the catcher. And um, you're only allowed so many cameras. Like, there's rules for everything. And they had extra cameras there, (laughs) which uh, conveniently had a feed to the the one with the signs. And some guy banged on a trash can, which, uh, man, there's got to be a better way. But, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so the concept, what the consequences
1: ended up being was they lost some draft picks. They were fined uh, something. I think it was in the millions. I want to say five million. And the, the. it was a suspension followed by a firing of the GM that put together the World Series winning team. Oh, yeah. And the is, manager of the World Series winning team. There's no way you're keeping those guys. Then Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager, was fired. Yep. And Carlos Beltran, before he even managed a game for the Mets was, right. was taken out of course I think like, he was course, on the Astros staff
0: that's the fun um, one of the funniest things to me is how the Mets just end up involved in it <laughs> the Mets <laughs> just like, get screwed the Mets the, man, the Mets are sitting here like man we did nothing like we're so clean we don't cheat oh wait the guy we just hired two months ago was involved as a player first of the players none of the players are getting punished I don't think it's all in the co- like yeah. the, the coaches or, or the managers. Like, I think Pete the Rose
1: the other day, maybe it might, it might have even been yesterday, came out and was like, "Well, if none of these players are getting punished, uh, I should be reinstated." <laughs> <laughs> I so,
0: should. yeah, and that the it was just man, the poor Mets. They they're really. the real victim and in all sa-
1: this. Their sale, their ownership sale, has apparently just fallen apart. Right. That's that happened, too. Like to, over the last couple of days,
0: it's happening very quickly. Yeah. and um.
1: Also, like Mike Trout got uh, accused of using HGH. Well, which just made, look at him, <laughs> right? No, but, but it <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't a super credible allegation, I don't think. But and then also the, the the Boston Red Sox to save money in a league with no cap with no salary cap <laughs> traded the t- what 2018 MVP? Yes, one of the
0: best shortstops in baseball.
1: A, the, a yeah. team- he was outfielder, outfielder. Oh, yeah, Mookie yeah, yeah. Mookie yeah. My bad.
0: But anyway. Yeah, um, Mookie Betts,
1: a M- guy who won MVP maybe, what, 15 months ago, shipped out because the Red Sox didn't want to pay a luxury tax. A luxury tax, which is like uh, minuscule compared to what the NBA's luxury tax is. Yeah. Also, the l- NBA, a little different when it comes to money because –
0: they have a salary cap. Yeah,
1: you know what baseball
0: doesn't have a salary a cap. Sal- right. Also, the Red Sox of all teams.
1: Yeah, the s- it's not like they're a small market team that really
0: needs to like save money. Right. If the Twins did it's this, the Boston I, Red Sox. If the Twins did this. Be like, eh, you know. It's so like the Royals. It's like okay, Royals, I get it. The, or- the Orioles never want to pay anyone. No, except for Chris Davis. Right. They paid. They. they <laughs> and they'll never pay anyone again. The fans of are it. clamoring, please, just just give <laughs> one of these guys a big contract. We want to pay somebody. All right, here you go. No, not him. No, no, no. <laughs> not no. that one. That's not what we meant. Yeah. We, we meant Manny Machado. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, trade him to... Trade him? Hmm? Trade him? Oh, no, we're not going to do that either. And Adam Jones as well? Hmm? And the whole roster, everyone good? Okay. Let
1: Manny Machado walk? Give Chris Davis? <laughs> hundreds of million dollars? Okay.
0: Yeah. So he's on the... Mookie's on the Dodgers now. Yeah. Like they need... So, is, the do- that's so t- is David Price? T- I guess. Yes. Yeah, that... W- Which I feel
1: like that was the better solution, was maybe just... Maybe just trade David Price. Yeah. Maybe Chris. Maybe Chris Sale, the guy that you gave a big contract to, and then he kind of stunk. Man. Maybe that was the solution. Maybe. You'd, maybe. Maybe not trade the MVP who's like twenty seven. It's like, oh yeah, they're getting some prospects back that are twenty three.
0: Cool okay. man. Yeah. Mickey Betts is twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Dodgers are going to be a. Uh... It's
1: like, yeah, oh, man, I think they traded the, uh, in the process, they traded Kenta Maeda, their one pitcher. Yeah. He's like a middle of the rotation guy. And Jock Mm Pedersen, I believe, also went to the Twins in this. Maybe I could could have that wrong. Jock, yes,
0: they did trade, yeah, because the Dodgers were going crazy for like a few hours. Yeah, Jock Peterson's on the Twins, I believe.
1: No, Jock Peterson went to the Angels.
0: Oh, right, 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 right,
1: right. Yeah, that was a separate trade. It was like a three-team trade to get the thing done with the Red well, Sox.
0: At least you don't have to like move.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to move to uh, Anaheim, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Clo- you'd pretty probably, close. You'd
0: rather live in Anaheim, I think. Sure. Los Angeles, too, too much. Anaheim, it's like, yeah, tone it down a little. Yeah, get to play with Mike Trout. It's where Disney World is. Yes, Disney man, go to Disney World. A, or is it Disneyland? I don't forget. Always forget which, is uh, which land. Yeah, land is in Anaheim. World is in Orlando. There we go. But same thing, just one's a little bigger. Yeah, baseball's just died. Yeah, baseball. We'll see what happens. Uh, they, it's funny about the Astros because like they'll probably still be good. Probably. Like they, they still they have still, most of their players. Still have a, a really good roster, and I mean they can pitch. I don't think the pitchers were cheating, as far as I know. No. Verlander was actually. Man, good. I
1: really, I really enjoyed all of the like apologies being issued out to you, Darvish. <laughs> because i i remember watching that series that was like the last full series of a ba- of baseball that i watched like actually like mm-hmm. and i remember just you darvish and all both of i think both of his starts in that series just stunk man and people were like going at him so bad and people went, after these like this controversy it's all on Twitter like you know a bunch of oh man you you i'm sorry and i think he actually re- replied to someone and was like no no nah, I, I just stunk
0: yeah. I was just bad. <laughs> yeah, stealing signs. I mean, yeah, stealing signs can only get you so far. Like if you're if you're yeah. a really like if you're a really good player, it's I mean, it's like okay, this is coming, I can hit it, like you but can not sit every fastball guy, and like you know, you're not always going to hit it. Yeah, you're not going to know location. Yeah. Like you it's like okay, a fastball is coming, but is it like a high fastball, low fastball? And obviously they have great eyes, they're major <laughs> leaguers, but um yeah, you still have to hit the ball. It's like the steroid guys, it's like yeah, you're stronger, your bat speed's a little better, but you still have to like see yeah. the pitch and hit the pitch. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, Barry Bond, what's you know, like these guys will come back, like their manager and GM, like they'll come back to somebody eventually. Barry Bonds was a hitting coach for the Marlins a few years ago, like that's he was, it's not the end of your career. Um, so we'll see, and he, Barry Bonds will. Most likely be in the Hall of Fame within the next three years, based on the voting trends. Man, I don't even know. I
1: think like their baseball,
0: their the baseball Hall of Fame voting is so stupid. It yeah, but hey, at least Jeter wasn't unanimous. That was funny. That was really funny. So much outrage. Really, uh, that I really enjoyed that. The outrage. Oh my goodness, this man's vote should be removed. It's like what his vote should be removed because you don't agree with him. I was it's really like, just waiting
1: for that like core four of the Yankees to all be unanimous Hall of Famers, the only ones. Yeah, like Mariano Rivera was the first one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that it's going to be Derek Jeter. Somehow, Andy Pettit's going to be a unanimous Hall of Famer. <laughs> no chance. And then a no Ho- And then a Jorge Posada is going to get in the Hall of Fame at all. And it's like, wait, no how is chance, Ho- how is Jorge Posada a, a unanimous no. <laughs> Hall of Famer?
0: No chance. Pettit's unanimous. That'd be whack. <laughs> no, that's not actually going to. No. Yeah, but some guy. Man, he's probably he's a Twitter hero now. Yeah. Among good people on Twitter.
1: <laughs> so transitioning to basketball. Like we're gonna we'll get into the, the NBA trade deadline here in a minute. But I just want to point out, you know, since we've had this break, we haven't been able to talk about the best team at Shepard. The women's the women's basketball team. Yeah. They're on a five-game win streak oh, right I now. Thought,
0: I think you were gonna bring up Kobe Bryant. I was like, man, this is gonna get sad. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> you were like you, you're we'll like well, we're gonna bring this up and i'm like oh that, that's not the tone we want to use but no. yeah yeah shepherd women's basketball we, we love that big fans
1: yeah they're up to 16 and 5 now they just had a big win over the uh division leader in uh in the peace east yes uh
0: shippensburg shippensburg they're on a roll they are they've won uh f- five straight is it six now or still five, five? five? Five straight off they were off yesterday normally playing wednesday got a nice little off day which probably needed yep they'll have two
1: two straight home games here on a saturday and wednesday yes in bloomsburg and
0: westchester jc the ram will be at the game on saturday can confirm that yeah so if you want to go pet an animal come to the game um yeah i don't know what else to say about this team oh yeah they uh uh hannah myers won defensive player of the week in the, the okay. division in the p east yeah. um um, Marley, Marley won. Marley McLaughlin won. Was it offensive or just they don't in call general? It, They call it player of the week. And then the other one's defensive. I don't know why they don't do offensive and defensive. But basically, she's the offensive player of the week. Sure. I guess because that's what we look at when we name yeah. players is yeah. how great their offense is. We posted yeah. that
1: big out outburst that she had in the last game. Yeah. What fifteen point fourth quarter
0: to? Yeah. It was a, like it was
1: that. a comeback win against like Shippensburg. Like they were losing most. They of were that down. Game.
0: A, yeah, they were down twelve at half and. Um, marley who had i want to s- she had seven points in the first half because she scored 21 in the second half i think she ended up
1: with 30 did she have 30 i believe it might have been 28 mm, yeah no she had 28,
0: 28. 28. I, no, I remember she had 28 and she went to the line and missed both she could yeah, have 30 that's true but um <laughs> which is funny she missed the line but made a bunch of nutty three pointers oh yeah but i'm um, going into the half she told the coach she said i'm not shooting in the second half because <laughs> she was doing so poorly and uh, the coach said, uh, "The heck you're not." <laughs> the coach said, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, you're about, you're gonna go out there and shoot. What do you mean? And uh, yeah, she did. So good job, coach.
1: Yeah, Sydney Clayton's just been un- unguardable lately. Oh my gosh. You know, she didn't have that great. You know, got into some foul trouble in against Shippensburg, but the rest are just hating on Sid Clayton. I'm gonna tell you that right now. We got some bad officiating. The officiating
0: here and there. I will tell you, the beginning of the season, the officiating was like you know basic. It's like yeah, they make they miss some here and there, but lately, like the past 4 or 5 games, I feel like it's just been really bad. I don't know if we're getting different crews or what. There's it, one crew in particular that
1: uh seems to not have it together. Oh
0: man, this one ref there's always one out, ref in particular. Man, she loves making these calls out of position. Like, From the other side of the court. The, not even yeah, the other side of the court uh totally totally blocked by like every player. It's mm, man give her piece of my mind.
1: Yeah. I yell think at her. I think the constant kind of remains with this team. Really good, you know, one of the best shooting what the best shooting team in the PSA. I'd say the
0: best overall, the best shooting team. They they have they take the most shoot the most threes and make the most threes of any other team.
1: Yeah. Carried by like Marley Marley McLaughlin, Abby Beeman, Cindy Clayton doing most of the scoring. They
0: probably score like
1: 75% of yeah. the points. The without, issue, the no issues pick. remain to be rebounding. It's just not a tall team.
0: No, yeah, it's just size. Like I um, said,
1: you often, t- very often times, have Hannah Myers or Maddie White out there as the f- as the power forward, and they're like five ten.
0: Yes, not compared to other teams, very short. Yes, it's not it's not uncommon to see Abby Beeman, the five six. <laughs> maybe that's that uh, <laughs> might be generous five four five five point guard being like second in rebounds mm-hmm. behind sid anna, because,
1: R- anna ross yeah. is the tallest on the team you know, yes. backup center she does not get a lot of rebounds no not really you know you know she has her you know she can kind of step outside and shoot a little bit yeah she has good. yeah she, she
0: likes to yeah she likes to catch and shoot that's kind of yeah. her game
1: but she kind of doesn't play up to her size
0: no a lot of times but she's gotten, i will say she's gotten better yeah, she's I've gotten seen, better. Over the I've seen of the improvement season. as the season's gone on, which is yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, it's just not a very tall team in general, so you don't get a lot of rebounds. Yeah, it becomes frustrating at times. But it's you know they're still sixteen and five. Uh, I th- they're going to need some more production from like the young, the freshmen. It's a very young team. Yeah, like I think Jordan Smith is a lot of times the X factor on this team. Like when she's get when she if scores she some points, you, if she can
0: give you like seven to ten points, you're in good yeah. shape.
1: It really if anyone outside of the, the the big 3 yeah gives you that kind of like eight 8 to 10 point game they're yeah. probably going to win probably because the chances are Sydney and Marley and Abby are combining for 50 points at least yeah so oh, if you yeah. get that because if you Abby- get that 10 if you get that extra
0: 10 from you know, I think they're probably over fifty because Abby right. Averages I, was, I was I was I was being low. On Marley that. averages close like to twenty. Eight. Sid probably averages around seventeen. I
1: think it's about like 20, 18, and seventeen. So that's about fifty-five points. Fifty-five points. They score seventy-five ish a game. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you get that, you get like your you get your, your one three a game from Matty White. Actually, yeah. And if you get that like eight, 10 point game from Jordan. Or Hannah, yeah, or uh, and you Hannah know, can yeah, else. Hannah can
0: give you like maybe like a couple breakaway buckets because she's been forcing a lot of turnovers lately. I want to she averaged like four or five turnovers a game this past week, winning defensive player. That can so, win you like yes, like especially in the, basketball. As these close women's as these games like, are
1: these Pac games are not huge like scoring outbursts outside of um like early in the season we had this like game against Slippery Rock that was eighty nine eighty six but a lot of times it's sixty, sixty-eight, sixty-five, sixty-nine, fifty-nine, sixty, sixty-six, 68 65 69 59 60 66 you know 71 64 59 to 56 like that extra 10 points can do a lot for you
0: yeah and i will say outside of um iup there's really not a huge like talent discrepancy like no? some teams just they're they're a little more fundamentally sound some teams shoot a little better and other than that um you're going to get close games Pretty much every night. If you look at the, uh, like on their Twitter page, or just go on the website and look at the scoreboard for the games on Wednesdays and Saturdays, um, you might have two blowouts out of uh, like seven or eight games because mm-hmm. they're all they're all pretty competitive. Shepherd is second, tied with Kutztown right now. They're ten and five. Uh, Shippensburg is twelve and four, and then uh, in the West, IUP is fifteen and zero still in uh, conference play. They're twenty and one overall, and then you have Gannon, Edinburgh, and those are some. Some pretty good teams. We have Bloomsburg coming on Saturday. They're seven and nine, ten and ten overall. Which um, you would think, okay, we're a good deal better than them, but that game will probably be within ten points, I imagine, because that's probably just, it's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. Uh, this team, I will say, the one place the rebounding thing will probably just continue to be a problem because that's just size for the right, most part. It's just not a tall team. But um, uh, I will say one thing they can clean up is probably the turnovers. They get in these like weird stretches where. Like they just they get I don't they get lazy and sometimes they get over aggressive trying to yeah. push the pace.
1: Yeah. You know Abby, Abby does turn the ball over a good bit. Yes. She's like she's a freshman, like that's to be expected. She handles the ball a lot. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And teams, you know, kind of figured out her moves a little bit. Like she still gets plenty of plenty of buckets. Right. And she gets by a lot of times. Just pure, just how good she is.
0: I would say um uh, it was probably Shippensburg- was the team there was a team that was doubling her pretty much every time she got it um every time she, it was every time she would drive they'd bring help and yeah. double her and um that game though she ended up having like 10 assists yeah she so is like,
1: a, like she's able to get these assists out of it
0: like, mm-hmm.
1: you know she may, she can make the good passes but they you know James Harden turns the ball over a lot too right and so I will say Westbrook you know
0: um they've won five straight and Abby has probably made in the last four games I, she's probably made one or two threes She's really struggling yeah. from three, and they're still winning, which is like awesome. Because and good early her, in the
1: season, that was the like that was really their thing. It that was, was like the, the whole Abby's thing. just hitting all of Abby's threes. hitting all these
0: threes. But um, I mean, Marley stepped up a little bit. Sid's playing a lot better on offense. So uh, other players stepping up. And I will say, Abby has not really let it affect the rest of her game. You'd think no, her she's being still good at threes. Get,
1: she's still driving, getting a lot of points in the bucket uh, at the uh, at the rim.
0: Yeah, yeah, and still distributing the ball pretty well when she needs to so yeah
1: good good team looking forward to the rest of the season for yeah
0: them. The, the ceiling is high for this team
1: yeah and transit train we can transition to some more basketball uh b- big in the news today the nba trade deadline
0: everybody got traded
1: maybe yeah it's got to be the most
0: active trade deadline day in a while multiple yeah. years for the day of at least for sure <laughs> it's just all day just this this person's here this person's here and big names yeah, yeah. I think we have to start
1: with the one that was, well, there was one that was really confusing to me. There were two that were very confusing to me in very (laughs) different ways. Oh, man. First one being the biggest news of the day, D'Angelo Russell being traded from the Warriors to the Timberwolves. Yes. And you say, oh, if you've been following things, you probably say, oh, that's not that surprising. What's that? What's a, I don't know what's confusing about that. The confusing part is uh the Warriors got back Andrew Wiggins and a protected first round pick. <laughs> now looking at this coming like in general uh before this was a you know an idea trading Andrew Wiggins for anything <laughs> seemed like a tough task. Yes. If you said What's it going to take for the Timberwolves to get off that Andrew Wiggins contract? I would have said multiple first-round picks. <laughs> and they say, "What are they getting back?" I would have said, "I don't know." Evan Turner,
0: <laughs> cash,
1: Ca- yeah, some cash. They would get back, uh, end of the bench, you know, con- you know, money. It would be a salary dump, yeah, really. Like maybe like I was thinking like, yeah, maybe like Charlotte would take on that contract. Maybe the Knicks would do it just to get a you know bigger name in there maybe trade like I don't know Taj Gibson and some <laughs> and like Bobby you know Bobby Portis those kind <laughs> of those kind of con- those kind of contracts and but no the Timberwolves got back an all star <laughs> a guy who last year in the Eastern Conference was the best player on the sixth seed yes and this year even though it's the numbers have been meaningless because the Warriors are awful without Steph and Clay and KD, he's having the best shooting and scoring numbers of his career. I'm just really confused as to how the Timberwolves pulled this off. The Warriors got fleeced. The, the Golden State Warriors. Man, maybe they're, they're the Their really... GM said that they were light years ahead of everyone else in the NBA. Uh. And then they go and they trade like a 24... Twenty-four year old all,
0: all star. They're really trying for to lock Andrew in. Wiggins. They are really trying to lock in that number one pick. They really are. Which uh, of all years to do it? Eh. This is not really the year. No. It's not like there's like a Zion or there's, there's Doncic. Nah, no no, nothing close. Yeah, I don't know. They just hate Dulo. I guess. I guess <laughs> like they just they hate. I don't guy. know. I mean, conf- he got what he wanted, though. He's he can go play with Cat
1: he's 23 years old he's gonna turn 24 in a couple weeks yes he was the number two overall pick how many years ago two or three yeah uh like uh 2015 second uh second overall pick yeah the lakers couldn't figure out that he was good the nets had it figured out that he was good but then they were like you know what we'd rather have Kyrie irving and kevin durant yes (laughs) 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 and (laughs) and everyone just kind of said yeah fair
0: yeah makes sense and the Warriors are like, we need some talent. Take anybody, anybody, anywhere.
1: Yeah. The other one that confused me today was that Andre Drummond did end up getting traded. And like it was early in the early this morning, there was word that it was like, yeah, it's pretty likely that Andre Drummond's going to stay in Detroit. And but then he ended up getting traded to the Cavaliers. I don't get it. F- First of all, the Pistons got nothing. I don't know what the point of this trade is, other than, I guess, the tank. <laughs> because they legitimately did not get anything. Yeah. They got Brandon Knight, John Henson, and, like, a second-round pick.
0: Hey, Brandon Knight might give you something.
1: <laughs> <And> Brand- <laughs> you might not like what it is, but i will give you something. Like, John Henson is a fine, like, player backup kind of defensive guy. I, I g- guess. guess. Like, but that... Andre Drummond like man
0: and Kevin Love is still stuck there
1: Andre Drummond's like one of the best rebounders like the NBA has seen in like the last I don't know since Wilt Chamberlain maybe yeah he's just averaging 17 rebounds a game and he has been for like five years yeah and they traded him for nothing I don't know why I know I get that he's like probably gonna opt out of his contract this like offseason and get a big long-term deal Mm -hmm. as like Probably the best free agent on the market because it's a bad offseason. It's a bad free agent class.
0: Get you, you. This was it. That's all you could get and for him. Why? Are they, what are the Cavs doing? Why are they? Yeah, I don't. That's the other thing him. I don't
1: understand. Is why? I guess I kind of get a bad team doing this. A bad team with cap space, kind of doing this deal where you get a guy who definitely wouldn't come to your team in free agency. You trade for him instead. It's it's OKC and Paul George. Yeah. But except, you know, OKC, you know, Cleveland's not good at all. <laughs> but it's the same concept of where we get him into the we get him in the building and we convince him that he should stay. Yeah. Instead of having to convince him that he should come to Cleveland having never been in the organization. I get that. He's not. But staying. also, you're Cleveland, would you really want to sign Andre Drummond in the offseason anyway? Man, is if, that the move that you should really be making?
0: And you're probably better off just having him see less of Cleveland. You're, probably, <laughs> you're better Maybe. off. You're better off just having him in for like a day and saying they this they didn't. Is what we got. They didn't trade Kevin Love, which is absurd to me. Poor man, that poor guy. He's one. If 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 anyone, <laughs> if any
1: team was going to trade a former All Star or All Star close to All Star level guy, it should have been cl- uh, for, for trade him for nothing. It should have right. been it should have been Cleveland trading Kevin Love for whatever because he's just
0: he's tank he's tanking the team's morale. Yes, he wants out. He's yelling at everyone during the game. Yeah. After the game? Really? <laughs> yeah, Cle- that's not. Oh man. Kevin Love, get him some help. Some not, ha- not, yeah. not no, don't don't get don't get him players. Get him some help like <laughs> like please just send someone to give him a hug um trade him anywhere man get him to a better team
1: i think that would be the help a better team man he i he'd settle for anything else like i don't know like portland portland could have probably just traded like uh who th- who do they even have anymore i don't know just mario tra-
0: hazonia just trade Whiteside. they could have <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's- yeah. hey cleveland you want you, i mean you want some guy might get some, <laughs> you want a center right <laughs> you want a center or get a little yeah a few rebounds maybe That's the other blocks. thing out of this
1: is probably didn't, like tristan thompson didn't get traded so he's probably gonna get bought out yes they're gonna buy him.
0: which up. celtics should be all over that uh you know what's funny to me is that <laughs> the uh the rockets traded capella and then then like a few hours later it says the rockets are looking for a big man and i'm like have you tried? Have you Clint, tried? Click Capella. Clint Capella? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I guess that's they just they that might have been a move they just had to make. I think I think their yeah that is the,
1: that was the other big thing they traded Capella in like a three team trade with Atlanta and Minnesota and they got back Robert Covington. Their idea, I think, was get a good wing and then just sign any center because <laughs> centers centers don't matter. Yeah. Because remember that like the, the, the year or two ago they signed Kenneth Kenneth Fareed. And he's giving them some good minutes in the playoffs, yeah. And just in general, so I think their idea is, yeah, we can really just plug in whoever at center, and we can get a better wing, a guy that can score. You know, we're we're the Rockets. You know, we shoot threes. <laughs> we're the Rockets. <laughs> like Capella, a lot of times in the playoffs was kind of getting played off the court because he just couldn't spread. He couldn't. Mm-hmm. He couldn't spread the floor. He wasn't. He didn't get the spacing on offense but that pick and roll with him and Harden was deadly. Right. So, and
0: you don't have that anymore. Who's their biggest player now? PJ Tucker. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Man. What a team. Man, that's really who knows what that's going to look like in. The I Hawks. really like
1: the deal for the Hawks though. The Hawks just like gave up nothing and got a 25-year-old center who is just really good defender. Yeah. Really good rebounder. Really good pick and roll guy. Like Trey. Something, Trey, yeah, something to compliment Trey. Trey and is Capella is going to be deadly now. Yeah, that'd pick be and roll fun. Like they, they basically gave up nothing. They gave up they gave up the pick that they got in the Torian Prince trade. They basically traded Torian Prince and Evan Turner, who was just a nothing contract, like a nothing $18 million contract, yeah. just sitting on the bench. They traded that for Coin Capella. Mm <laughs> hmm. That's good that's nice good, good job
0: yeah
1: yeah and then uh we had Andre Iguodala finally getting traded after the uh, all of the Memphis Grizzlies call, uh, called him out
0: they hate him they <laughs> really did they they man they must have known he was going to be traded like let's just talk they finally it took just him. i think it just took one it took one person it was Dylan Brooks
1: to finally come out and say yeah we hate this guy <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, and then everyone else on the team was just like oh, we're saying this now?
0: Yeah, sure. No, John Morant like, was like, yeah. I'll jump
1: in. Sure. I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> and he's gone. It was the funny thing was that Iguodala was probably like, yeah, I want to get out of
0: here too. <laughs> yeah, I hate you too. We all agree on something.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Iguodala ended up signing uh, an extension with the Heat as well. Uh, the Heat ended up giving up Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, who's going to get cut by Memphis, and James Johnson. And Iggy signed... A two-year, thirty-million-dollar extension, which I think also includes a team option for twenty twenty-one, twenty twenty-two, mm. which gives them a little more flexibility for that twenty twenty-one uh, free agent class that yeah the Heat are really gearing up for.
0: Mm. Man, I, he's gonna be washed at the end of that contract. Yeah, there was a years, the... man. He'd be thirty-eight.
1: Yeah, mm. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, Iguodala hasn't played basketball in like nine months, man. Yeah. So like, who knows how good of a con, who good of a move? But this I mean, is. you know. It's but not they like traded. It, it's they they not traded. Like he's hurt. He's just. Yeah. I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you know, all they gave up was waiters and James Johnson, yeah, who weren't really like staples of the rotation anymore. Anyway, yeah. Uh, they did not end up trading for Danilo Gallinari, which that te- that trade kind of fell apart, which would have really put them over the top to like com- the obvious two seed, the obvious number two team. The only team that would like really like has enough talent to really compete with the Bucks.
0: Yeah, the way they're going to beat the Bucks is like they they just need a great they need, well, obviously they need a great series but they need a great series of shooting. Like they, they just yeah. Tyler Hero
1: and Duncan Robinson. They got to go, go off. off. Yeah, like there's, there's th- a channel all of the all of the energy that has ever that been compiled. Channel the spirit. Of Larry Bird yes. and J.J. Reddick <laughs> and Kyle Korver, and R- just create hey. the ultimate white
0: shooter spirit bomb. I mean, and drop it on Milwaukee. Beat them with math. Who's the Who are the who are the good three point shooters on the Bucks? Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton, George Hill. Okay, Uh George. Yeah, Brook Lopez
1: can can kind of shoot. Right. It's not. They don't have the guys that's. They do have Kyle Korver. The Bucks okay. do have
0: Kyle Korver, but maybe,
1: but he's he's the old guard. He is. He Duncan is, Robinson is the new guard. He is. Watched
0: Kyle Korver.
1: <laughs> yes. So they get t- Tyler LeBron, Hero.
0: LeBron LeBron squeezed all of the last juices out of Kyle Korver in Cleveland. Yes. And like we're <laughs> like, this is it. This is it for Kyle. I looked at that the other day and I was like, wow. I I saw like I looked at like a
1: Bucks box score for the game that they were playing at the time. To- uh, like as, as I was looking, I was like, wow. I forgot they had Kyle Korver.
0: Was he like two of seven from three?
1: I didn't. I didn't notice is, I didn't, I didn't anything uh, standing out. So. I bet.
0: I feel like he goes two of seven from three every game in like thirteen minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kelly Olynyk, and Myers Leonard. Yeah. That team is just full of
0: full of full of Caucasian power. The <laughs> the man. Look out for just the whites. channel all that energy. The twenty twenty NBA playoffs. Look out for the whites. <laughs> The Whites are really coming up in the world. (laughs) It's it's a good way to end the show.
1: Yeah, we don't even. Who cares about all the other trades? And tonight we will leave
0: you with the Whites.
1: (laughs) And on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, the
0: voice of the Whites, the voice, and of Shepherd (laughs) University. So, the Whites. We'll leave you with some music. Probably from some whites. Maybe. Ah, uh, Maybe not. We play some- uh,
1: all time low. Yep. Oh, man. Add some whites.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh,
1: we'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: She's got her secrets. Yeah, I got mine, too. I don't care about what you did. I only care about what we do. Dirty laundry.
1: Let's